This segment is brought to you by Matt Bates for Movement Mortgage, NMLS number 844154. Movement Mortgage supports equal housing opportunity, NMLS number 39179, nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Hey, good morning. Thanks for tuning in. It's Emilio Desperado, and I'm here today uh, in the studio with Matt Bates of Movement Mortgage, and we're here to share some timely balanced truths of the real estate market. We've got some great stuff for you today. Super excited to be here. I um, want to let you know that you can reach us two different ways. Number one, 401-359-2338. Ask any questions, text, call. That's my personal line, 401-359-2338 or the rimortgageguy.com. You can reach Matt Bates at the rimortgageguy.com. Good stuff, Matt. Happy to have you here with us today. Appreciate you coming in. Yes. Good morning, everybody. Hope everybody's having a great, uh, great day. And uh, it's been uh, it's been about a couple of weeks since I've been on the show. So uh, since then, I hope everybody's going uh, going about the uh, spring market in a in a uh, exciting fashion and uh, really taking advantage of the opportunities that are out there. It's great to have you here, Matt. You know, you you brought up a good point. Um, you you asked if we could today talk about what buyers would do if they have any uh, equities or any monies, securities in outside countries, how do they bring that in to get qualified for a mortgage here in the United States? What wonderful topic. Yeah. So um, I'm sure anybody that's paying attention is, is, is recognizing the fact that uh, real estate transactions, mortgages and purchasing homes has become uh, noticeably more expensive in different areas, whether it's interest rates or um, com- uh, combating interest rates by putting a bigger down payment down and financing less, um, closing costs. Uh, take a look at FICO scores and and all the different things. Maybe paying off some debt in order to qualify for the loan amount that they want. So um, what's what's been a underlying um, result theme of what's going on in the current market as far as financing is concerned is that uh, folks are relying even more on family to help and um, sometimes that family come that you know that family's in a different country in a different part of the world where um, they are getting some of their money that they that, that their grandparents are, have set aside or aunt, uncles or um, you know there's endless reasons why um, and why they ha- there's money that can be used from outside the country to mm-hmm. help fund a real estate deal here in America. And um, I think that there is this uh, unnecessary um, myth or, 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 or reasoning in, in, in folks' head that that's not good. Like, you know, it's, that's not good money or whatever. And it's totally great money and mm-hmm. we can totally use it. Um, and it, and it's, it's great when somebody says that they have that opportunity because, um, more often than not, I see people sending money to other countries to be able to help them in their country. And it's now it's starting to like have a little reverse action going on. So, um, it's interesting, but, um, I, I want to let everybody know that if that is, if that opportunity is out there for family to help you in, in America purchase property here, there's a right way to do it. And um, it, it follows some of the same regular guidelines that 
people would have to follow if they were getting a gift from a family member and their parents, for instance, were here in America too. Mm-hmm. There's there's gift requirements, there's gift documents that need to be signed. And sometimes they need to procure, procure uh, bank statements and um, sourcing where this, this, these funds come from. And one thing that kind of is a little, a little bit different than um, getting a gift that in America from a family member, but getting a gift from a different country is when the bank statements and the documents come through, they sometimes have to be translated. So a lot of the financial institutions have that capability. Where mm-hmm. you can get the trans the uh, the the documents tra- uh, translated and into English, and then also um, a lot of this money gets sent via wire. So there's wire um, confirmations and things that need to be uh, accounted for. And um, the biggest best of advice that I can give is making it known that you can get the money and it's available, mm-hmm. but don't go and preemptively or or, or, or uh, prematurely send the money thinking that you have to do it a certain way before you can get quote unquote pre-approved. Get pre-approved first, make it understood that this money is available and how to use it. So that way, when you do transfer and use the money, it's done the right way. Yes. The re- having to undo it and then do it back again during a real estate transaction, I promise you is a nightmare. Oh, yeah. But it's 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 customers that that think that they have to do it a certain way or they're not going to get pre-approved mm-hmm. you will get pre-approved with the understanding that we have to send you have to get this money from from this country and this part of the world over to us before we can close and if that's understood i will still give a pre-approval letter and make sure that the money gets through the proper channels with the proper documentation so that it doesn't give any hang-ups is there is there a limit that you can use for gift funds or for you know anything from family local uh, domestic or international there, there is no there is no limit it's just after certain thresholds there's the government's going to require some sort of um uh proof of where the funds come from to make sure they're not illegal funds and uh possibly have to pay taxes on them uh depending on you know how much it is and 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 whatnot, which is, oh. which is something that I'm not exactly fluent in. And, yeah, that would um, be an accountant. That'd be an accountant, and I think that that those rules and those amounts change over time. So, like, if I go to learn about it, and then like next year they change, it, it's tough to keep track on all the different, um, you know, changes that are happening by the government and stuff. So, what my advice to folks like that is again. Before you go and transfer this money and think you're doing it for good reasons, but it's actually prematurely, review it with me. Make sure that we can get we can use the money and it's and how to how to use it. Whether it's to put it as a down payment, whether it's to pay off get uh, debt money, mm-hmm. um, closing costs, what, house improvements. What, what are we gonna What are we gonna use this money for? And how to uh, highest and best use? And then when, as soon as you hang out with me call the accountant and be like, okay, what's this going to cost us? And how do we do it to make sure that you do it legally? That's number one. And number two, to mitigate any potential taxes, unnecessary taxes and things like that. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious uh, if that is taxed as ordinary income or uh, a gain or uh, I don't know. Or um, what, what I just had a, I just had a, a, um, 
uh, a great buyer consultation with a client that was from um, Eastern Europe and um, has worked an American citizen, but his family's from Eastern Eastern uh, yeah. Europe, and he's a hard worker, business owner, um, very successful, uh, owns a restaurant and owns property in Eastern Europe and sold some of it and now has this good chunk of money to be able to reinvest in America. Yeah. And um, the way that it was transferred, it actually makes sense to just hang tight for a little bit and, and, and let it all kind of season for a little bit. And then, and then we can, um start using it but the one of the points in the conversation was i wish i had spoken to him and got him pre-approved before transferring all the money because we would be able to use that money quicker had Mm -hmm. it had it had it been done the right way but um these things are are happening very very often sometimes folks from different countries want to come and buy vacation homes and stuff here, here in America. And they have to use, they have their own income in, in, in the country that they're from and they have their own assets and all of that can be used as long as it's done properly and vetted out properly. So uh, I think it reiterates this point that we constantly say on, on, on the show here is that consult with the real estate professionals Give yourself ample time to get pre-approved. Iron these details out. And before you put any of them in motion, make sure everything is in in, in an A-plus state. So that way, when you start to negotiate on property, we close quick. Absolutely, Matt. Very well said. Interesting stuff because you're right. I I see a lot more international movement um, happening and a lot more international buyers. Not only that, but also people who maybe go to college here who want to stay here and uh, who get money from overseas as well. Um, it's, it's pretty, pretty, uh, pretty complex. You don't want to go at it on your own. You definitely want to have somebody who's seasoned in this and uh, all the different avenues and Matt Bates of movement mortgage, the rimortgageguy.com. That's where you can go ahead and get a ton of information on this and uh, anything mortgage related, Matt, you guys, uh, you have, you have mortgage professionals in all 50 states, correct? Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's good stuff. Good stuff, Matt. Matt Bates of Movement Mortgage, the rimortgageguy.com. Go ahead and check him out, the rimortgageguy.com. He can go ahead and help you out with your mortgages. Uh, he can help you get into the home that you'd like and use international funds to get it done. Give him a call. He's here to help you out, Matt. Great segment. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. Yeah, really enjoyed being on the show. I hope everybody has a great week and we will see you soon. All right. Awesome. Stay tuned. We'll be right back here in a couple of minutes on News Radio 920, 104.7 FM and streaming everywhere on iHeartRadio, WHJJ. We'll be right back. This is the Spirito Team Real Estate Show. All right. Thanks for tuning in today. I'm Emilio Despirito, and this is your show all about real estate. We're covering real estate specifically here in Rhode Island, but we also cover it on a national level as well. And today we have Melissa Delena of Delena Law. Now she specifically practices in real estate law, so she knows the ins and outs and can assist you with all ends of it, whether you're running title for a property or you just need some information or you're dealing with an estate or a trust type of situation, um, whatever it is, um, encumbrances, 
liens, whatever. She can help you with all that stuff. Melissa Delena of Delena Law. So Melissa, we've had uh, a lot of situations arise over the couple of years in regards to wire fraud. And it's a scary, scary thing. I know recently you had a situation. and I did. I think it's pretty powerful that uh, you can share that information with our our listeners, with realtors, with everybody, and uh, hopefully stop this from happening. So um, before Absolutely. we jump in, can you give us a quick idea of what wire fraud is and then, you know, and then let us know how yeah. we can protect ourselves. So Emilio, the idea of wiring and the risk of fraud has really become a rampant issue as a result of email scams and hacking. There's phishing, there's all sorts of things, right? Really sophisticated hackers can do in order to intercept email communications and basically redirect money. So Mm -hmm. I want to make sure that I'm being clear, wiring unto itself is not a high risk activity. So if you go into the bank and you have picked up from my office by hand copies of our wire instructions so that you know they're trusted and verified and you go to your bank to initiate a wire, you're not going to be facing any issues. Your bank initiating the funds over the, the, the wire line to get into our bank account is not where the risk lies. And I've had this conversation with many of my colleagues because there's a lot of attorneys out there that are running scared and just have taken a policy because lawyers are conservative. We're not going to wire. End of story. We don't do it. It's high risk. And mm-hmm. I always say, you guys, it's not high risk. Wiring unto itself is not risky. It's the way that we're getting the information that can be considered risky. So some of the policies that our office has put in place to protect us and our clients has allowed for us to be able to require in person. So if you show up to a closing and you hand me your instructions, I know that those are not high risk. I've verified them with you, right? Easy. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times what's happening is that the information is being exchanged electronically via email. And that is, of course, where the risk arises. And frankly, Emilio, is where we saw as recent as last week, a live situation. Um, And it has really become a major problem. It's the closest I've been to wire fraud. So I feel compelled to share exactly what happened and how clients can better protect themselves, how agents can better protect themselves as a result of being frontline with this wire fraud. What happened with my client is email got involved. And this is Emilio where we see wire fraud really wiggling itself in and making everybody much more high risk. So of course it was the end of the month. I'm also very busy. You've got to remember these clients are very busy. My particular client was selling a property in Massachusetts and buying a property in Rhode Island. So we have got someone that's otherwise a pretty detail oriented person facing a lot of vulnerabilities because they don't have the time to be thinking about this feels weird, this seems strange, it's out of context. So you've got to have that backdrop understanding of how easy it is for fraud fraudsters or hackers to really um, create this opportunity. Normally, you and I are smart enough. Yeah. We're not going to be subject to that. But when you're like in the middle of 100 other things and you're just moving too fast, that's how they get you. Or if, you know, as a a consumer or somebody who is new in the business, maybe a newer realtor, a newer attorney, they might not be aware of the, it's whenever we notice stuff, it's always the small things, right? We notice Mm -hmm. some small inconsistencies, right? It's kind of like when you're talking with someone and something just doesn't add up. You don't know what it is. It feels a little off. 
always double check that whenever anything feels off in those emails. Absolutely. You have to, have to, have to trust your instincts. And again, I know I definitely skim my emails, so I'm kind of moving quick. And a lot of people do because everybody's got so much going on in life. So that's where, if you're not looking at it very carefully, Mm -hmm. the fraudsters will trip up. If you read it carefully, you will find something that makes you recognize, hey, this doesn't feel right. Absolutely. It's, it's, so, again, it's scary stuff, Melissa. I've heard of people losing millions of dollars. It's so it's, fortunately it wasn't that much money. Um, my client, as I mentioned, was selling and also buying, but she was yeah. going to owe about $150,000 between the two. She didn't have enough money from the proceeds of her sale to purchase. So I had spoken to her, Emilio, no joke, weeks leading up to this. And I said, okay. just go to the bank, get a bank check, make it payable to our office for the approximate amount, you know, we'll fine tune it and we can figure out the difference as we get closer because she was going to be moving across state lines and getting banks to give you checks. It's just easier when you've got a little bit of time to plan. So she did that Monday morning. I talked to her, told her the amount that we approximated. We were a little bit high because I said, I'll just cut you a check back for the difference. You've heard all of this before, right? This is what we do. Fine. She goes and gets the bank check on Tuesday. On Wednesday, she gets an email purporting to be from my office, identifying that we now need a wire and that the builder won't give her access to the property because the funds need to be clear, liquid immediately, same day, and that a bank check won't be liquid. And she's responding to this person saying, well, I've already got the bank check per my instructions with Melissa. And they said, I'm so sorry for any inconvenience. But unfortunately, if you want to avoid any delays of the closing. Now, if I read you the emails, you would be astounded, Emilio. They were pretty well scripted, wow. honestly. It could be and- AI too now. <clears throat> That's true. And of course, it had our signature. So it looked completely legitimate. It had, you know, the sign off. So it said regards. It had, you know, the initials that we used, my paralegal's name, our logo was embedded. It had all of it. It even had our, um, you know, kind of like notices, our confidentiality notice, had our COVID notices that, you know, parties are separate, but it didn't have the wire fraud notice because wire fraud notice is in all of our emails. So that was the only thing that they took out. So she calls me on Thursday and said, I just got an email from you saying that you didn't get my money from yesterday. And I said, I'm confused. You're bringing me a bank check. And she said, right, but you wire, you asked me to wire it to you yesterday. And I said, I don't think so. Are you sure it came from me? She opens the email. Now at this point she's in her car, but not driving. And she's reading. I said, check, the email address carefully. Are you sure it came from me and my staff? And she said, yes, I'm looking at it. She's in the car with another person. She says, isn't this Melissa at Delana Law? Yes. Okay. I said, you got to email it to me immediately. I need to see it because I went through my sent box, you know, just in case something crazy happened. We didn't send these instructions. So as soon as I get the email over, I see the sender said, Melissa, M-E-L-I-S-S-A at D-E-L-L-A-N-A law.com. They changed one letter oh. in my last name. Now, Emilio, same with oh. you, right? If they changed one letter in your last name, you're going to see it immediate. It's your last name. Yeah. But to an unsuspecting person, it's easy to miss because what? you don't have my name spelling in your memory bank. So it was absolutely a well-drafted fraud. And some this person was using a free email, right? So this is the ultimate 
takeaway is that if you're using free email, the Gmails, the Yahoo's, the AOL's, anything that doesn't have proper privacy and securities built in around it, Mm -hmm. then the hackers are watching you, which feels really uncomfortable to know that someone's like looking at your business, watching your emails. And as soon as they identify that there's a real estate transaction happening, they start watching it because they know that these people have high vulnerabilities, just like we talked about. There's so much going on and that they are liable to be getting emails changing things from different people and the clients are not going to be in a place where they're able to verify and vet the information. Oh my gosh. So So, very scary. So our client on Thursday recognized that there was $156,000 completely gone. Um, Fortunately, they had access to additional funds to get another bank check and prepare to bring it to closing so that we could still close on Friday on the purchase First, you know, this person's sale was already set to go on Friday. So this person would have otherwise been homeless had they not had additional funds to be able to come to the closing and cover this gap. So, you know, of course, we're so apologetic, have this feeling in the pit of our stomach. Everybody is just so upset for the situation. But our IT company confirmed that it had nothing to do with us. The hacking didn't happen on our end. We push the information out securely as do most attorneys. Mm-hmm. But where the risk is, is if an agent or a client is using a free email, they've exposed the entire chain of the transaction because now they can pose, right? They've got everybody's signatures. They've got everybody's vernacular down. They can pose as anybody in that transaction. And it's really amazing to me how many agents and professionals will still use the free Gmails or email accounts because they don't want to use their office accounts. So I know Ingalls and Volker has their own account. It's in a much more secure and encrypted mm-hmm. authorization so that you guys aren't being hacked. We don't allow it, our advisors to do they you don't. They have to. It's mandatory. They have to use ours for security purposes. And that should be required from all brokerages, but I feel like unfortunately it's not. And the agent could have exposed the client, but the client was also using a free email. So we'll really never know where the the wheel started as far as the fraudster watching. All we know is that they ultimately hacked to the client posing to be us as the attorney. And this person was out $156,000. Oh my gosh. Could have been a lot worse. Yeah. Could have been a lot worse, but so they, so they lost that 156,000 or, or no, they did. So they, they did at our um, direction, put a a claim in, they, they moved forward with the state police and filed a police report. And then based on the way that they were telling me the wire happened at the bank, I had suspicions that they may not have used all of the same controls that the banks are supposed to have because the banks generally are supposed to ask questions. So to alert the clients, like, did you get this from a trusted source? Have you called and verified it? That is certainly one of the things that we talk about is that if you get an email, call the office at the number you've been talking to them so that you can verify the instructions. Oh, and by the way, this was the the weirdest part. In the email, it said, the beneficiary account is not Delana Law Office. It's it looked like alphabet soup, you know, ABCD Holdings LLC. Make sure that that's the name of the account. And I was like, this is weird. Why didn't the banker question what was going on? So when the client had given me that, I said, I think that there may be some culpability at the bank level. Mm -hmm. And that combined with the state police report is what I think helped. 
but the bank did put the money back in the person's account. Oh, wow. They said they were able to reclaim it, but we had been investigating it through fraud channels already that the money was gone. So I don't know how the story ended. It did have an, a happy ending that she got the money back. But how, how, where, or why, I'm not sure that I'll ever really understand it. But just the moral of the story is don't use free emails in real estate transactions. And if you are, make sure that you are vetting and verifying everything that you're getting. Keep your spidey senses up and on alert because you have to be hypervigilant with any communications via email. Great stuff. And I can't stress enough working with somebody that knows the ins and outs of this and who has a full team of people that can recognize this and the inconsistencies of fraudsters. I mean, that's not always apparent by the everyday person. So 401-885-3800 is how you can reach Melissa Delena at Delena Law. Again, 401-885-3800. Any and all real estate needs, uh, she can go ahead and assist you with on the legal end. Melissa, thank you very much for bringing this to us. Super interesting. Uh, we appreciate you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening, everybody. You're very welcome. And uh, we'll see you very soon, Melissa. Awesome. Great segment. And uh, we'll be back in a couple minutes. This segment was powered by Delana Law. Hey, thanks for joining us today. I'm Emilio Desperado, and this is your show all about real estate. Man, we've had such a fantastic show today. A lot of great guests and sharing information and helping us learn new things every single week. Um, but today we've got a very special guest. We've got my friend and broker associate here at Engel & Volkers, Vicki Pizzarelli, she is an expert in new construction. And let me tell you something, there's just not enough of it out in Rhode Island. So when you are shopping for a home, I mean, it really helps to have a real estate advisor behind you who understands about new construction and more importantly, knows about the developments that are up and coming. And then also, if you are a builder, you want to make sure you're aligned with a broker that understands how to market and how to work with buyers through the process of construction in your development. You know, I mean, there's a lot of money to be gained, but also a lot of money to be lost with the wrong person uh, behind you. So we've got none other than a new construction expert and broker associate with Engel & Volkers, Vicki Pizzarelli with us. Vicki, welcome to the program. Well, thank you for that nice intro. I appreciate it. Um, and you're 100% right about um, having the right person backing you on those kind of transactions. <laughs> uh, you're very welcome. I mean, there's, there's so many moving parts already in a real estate transaction, Vicki. When you throw in new construction, when you throw in punch lists, even on spec homes, or when you have a custom home that's being built that, you know, some things have to finish before the closing. I mean, there's there's just a lot uh, to it. So um um, you know, this is this is your segment, Vicky. Um, I'm really curious to hear what you have to say about the market, about the activity, about what's happening out there in Rhode Island. Do we see more construction coming on? Um, just kind of what's your pulse overall? Well, I mean, I I personally see new construction doing very well right now. Um, being that the price home prices, like right now, we have 594 homes on the market, single family homes, not including new construction. We have 86 homes that are new construction on the market throughout Rhode Island. So those homes range from 350 to 7.5 million and the single family homes. So there's a good chunk of new construction homes. And what's happening is I'm seeing on my end of it is that you have these homes that are like say 800,000 and you could spend 850,000 and get a brand new home. 
Yep. Yeah, and, and that's a preference thing. You know, you might want that newer home because it has a more matured landscaping, might have some um, upgraded features that the people did over the years in the home that you might have to pay extra. But those features are also older. Um, they're not brand new. And I think people are more prone to go to new construction because you're not in a bidding war with all these other properties. You know, it, it is what it is. The price is what it is. Um, and you get to pick everything and make it your own, you know. So I, I'm finding that being a new trend not a new trend, but it, it's trending. I'm finding it more so. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. I'd rather, you know, I would rather kind of move into something where, you know, it's completely done. It's done correctly. There's, you know, you're not going to have any issues for several years. Um, the new construction, which is nice too, is it's, it's guaranteed every last nail in that property is guaranteed for a year. If yeah. anything happens, that builder has to come back and fix it. You know. Yeah, you know, and that's all like mechanical stuff. That's so not like normal wear and tear of um, items. Like if you've got dogs and they scratch up the wood floors, the builder's not going to come and fix your floors. No. But I mean, it's it's a Rhode Island law. They have to do it. And it's a great aspect. And, you know, honestly, if, if you want to, um, if a home buyer wants to extend that warranty, then they could buy a home warranty for, for however long they want to continue the warranty on their home. Yeah, that's absolutely, that's absolutely right. Absolutely. I feel like not, not a lot of people take advantage of that, but uh, a few people that have actually used it and they're like, wow, I'm so, so glad that I did that. So now I want to jump back to where you're talking about the inventory, 594 single family homes, I believe that you said. Now yeah. that's the absolute lowest that I have ever personally heard or seen of the inventory. I know when the news came uh, about COVID, people got scared. They took their homes off. We went from like 1400 homes to 621 homes within a few days. Um, you know, everybody was taking their homes off the market at that time, but the inventory being so low now, what do you, what is causing that I think like the, I mean, the inventory, I mean, honestly, this is the lowest I've ever seen it in my career. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's bad. We have, we're like literally two weeks of, of worth of inventory if that. That's it. Home buyers. So that's why the, the craze is going, you know, multiple offers and everything. I think home sellers are a little worried about putting their home on the market because of the rates and they're, they're in, they're already in their home for a very low rate. So why are they going to go to another home for um, a higher rate and pay more of a mortgage than they're used to? Yeah. And also, it's like, you know, if people are selling now, it's usually they're relocating, they're downsizing, there's a need to do it. Um, it's always a good time to buy or sell. Um, it's just a matter of what your personal circumstances are. Yeah, agreed. I actually I see a lot of our a lot of my sellers are folks, I would say from 45 to 70, and they're they're selling and they're moving down south. Uh, yeah. So the prices down south are a lot less. And by the way, the market is a lot less competitive right now in other parts of the country. Rhode Island has been very competitive all along, okay, because our inventory has been some of the lowest. Um, so when you're talking 594 homes, I want our listeners to understand that there should be between three and 4,000 exactly. homes on the market, right? So We've got, in some cases, depending on the price range, 20 to 30 buyers for one home in one community going in, bow, just bidding, bidding, bidding. So if you are someone who's in a position where you have a, 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 a property, okay, that you want to sell, take that money out of and reinvest it somewhere else, we can find that inventory for you, especially in the commercial area, meaning 
five plus unit commercial uh, type of, of residential type of like um, real estate, right? And, and by leveraging different things like the 1031 exchange, you can keep your money from being taxed right now, push it along and That's do huge. that. <laughs> Absolutely huge. And then there's other folks, right? That maybe they want to upsize, okay? And you know what? The rate right now is still under the 40-year average, right? Vicky, you know, we we both in our lifetimes have seen rates at 18%, 19%. Okay. I mean, yeah, that's crazy. That was like 80s rates. We've seen it. Um, but right now with rates in, in six to seven, anywhere around there, um, they're still under that 40-year average, which teeters around 9%. Okay. So it, it's still less than normal, but more importantly, it's about that monthly payment. And it's kind of all relative, right, Vicky? Because if you're if you're selling a home that would have you know sold a couple of years ago for 400 and you can sell it for 650 now, you get an extra 250k and you put it down on new construction or you put it down on something else, well, you're lowering your 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 principal oh, yeah. anyways. Yeah. And, you know, and I'm finding with a lot of the new construction, too, it's a lot of like, especially ranchers, there's such a lack of ranch style homes, one level, yes. because it's a big, if builders are listening out there, there's a big need for one level homes right now for um, from buyers, because of some of the sellers are selling and they're looking for that one level living because they're at that point in their life where they can't do the stairs anymore. And they will buy that new construction home, but there's such a lack of one level ranches out there. So, and then the rates don't, you know, those people in that category, the rates aren't really too much of a concern because they are going to put that big chunk of money down. Or or mainly buy it cash, you know, and yeah. you're absolutely right. Why do you think there's there's fewer builders building the ranch style homes? It costs more money. <laughs> it costs more money. Um, the foundation is bigger. You get more concrete. It's just more money. And sometimes the way the land laid out, it's not enough room with the, the city barriers that you have, the buffers you have to follow to put that home on that that piece of property. So it's actually cheaper to build a colonial or raise yeah. raise ranch is much cheaper. Raise ranch being the cheapest home yeah. to build. Um, but it's, it's, you know, it's highly effective though for certain buyers, but you know, uh, aging clientele, they, they want the one level and there's still a good chunk of people that want to stay here in Rhode Island because they we love have a beautiful state. I mean, this is a beautiful state. state. We have like, we have the mountain, well, not mountains. We have like the rural side, the semi-rural mm. and the ocean. I mean, literally it takes an hour to get from one end of the state to the other without traffic. Agreed. We have some beautiful coastlines and areas in this state. So I really think it's a, it's a sought off hidden treasure, um, this area. Yeah, I agree. And our food is second to none. Our food and hospitality. Oh, yeah, we're the restaurant state. <laughs> It's just it it's it's untouched. So place to eat, right? <laughs> it, it's untouched, man. Really, I mean, we've got the best places here, and and some really. And usually, when I sell a home, like a new construction home, and for the buyers, I give them a list of all the re local restaurants nearby, um, but because we have so many, you know. <laughs> oh, that's great. I love it. Good stuff, Vicky. Thank you so much for coming on with us today, and thank uh, you. You're welcome. By any means, if you have any questions for Vicky at all, if you're a developer or you're a buyer or a seller, whatever it is, um, Vicky's been in the business for how long have you been in the business? 20, 30, 30 years, 30 plus years. All right. 30 plus years. 
Again, she's a broker, so she's ran companies. She's done all that. Now we're blessed to have her here at Engel and Volkers. And I mean, she's like round one draft pick. Like we're just super excited to have oh, her. Yeah, here. I love being here. <laughs> and, uh, we love having you. We love your energy and expertise. And, and you know, it's a, exactly the type of person that we want as an advisor here at Engel and Volkers. And you can reach out to Vicki at uh, 401-432-4129. Again, 401 432 4129, or just Google Vicki Pizzarelli, uh, and you can go ahead and find her website on Google. Awesome. Thank, Thank you so you. much, Vicki. Thank very, you. Appreciate you're, it. You're very welcome. Awesome. What a great segment. Uh, stay tuned. We'll be right back in a couple minutes. This segment was powered by Anglin Volkers. Every single Sunday, we've got Jennifer Jaber with riblogger.com. She's sharing the top five events coming up here in Rhode Island. If you haven't been on rhodeislandblogger.com, that's riblogger.com. Check it out. You've got great ideas for date night, great ideas for taking the kids out, just a ton of really awesome things around the state. And it's a really good place to uh, explore and do things that maybe you weren't aware of here in Rhode Island. So I highly recommend it riblogger.com. Jen, welcome back. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Always. So you're going to want to save the date for May 20th for the whale watching beer festival with Finback Brewery along the beautiful Blackstone River in Pawtucket. Um, attendees can expect an incredible lineup of over 60 plus breweries, some of which have never been poured in the ocean state. Um, there'll be whale sighting timed releases curated offerings, magnum pours, rare bottles to share, new merch, um, food trucks, and so much more. So you're definitely going to want to save the date and you can get um, tickets by way of the event listing. Mm -hmm. The Bristol State Street Art Festival will take place May 13th, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Vendors from East Bay and beyond will display and sell their works. Um, the lively stroll includes food, music, and much more. So celebrating spring in Bristol, um, another great thing to do. And again, outside, great family fun. Um, and more spring celebrations. This is also one of my favorite ones too. The Musquamacate Spring Fest weekend will be May 12th to the 14th at the State Beach. Um, the Musquamacate Spring Fest features world-class carnival and amusements, foods, um, a truck rodeo, Car, classic car shows, games, music, and so much more. It's Friday the 12th from 5 to 11, Saturday the 13th, 11 to 11 p.m. So that's a long day. Mm -hmm. And then Sunday, May 14th from 11 to 5 p.m. Um, another festival. <laughs> that is, this is my favorite time of the year, though. I love, love that it. like all festivals start ramping up and we're back outside and just enjoying the outdoors in Rhode Island. Mm -hmm. um, Saturday, May 13th, the Blackstone River Valley um, first Strike Festival will be on May 13th, 1 to 6 p.m. at the Old Slater Mill in Pawtucket. The day celebrates and commemorate, celebrates the community and commemorates the first industrial workers' strike. You can take a tour or drop by for a labor history talk. Um, there'll be more learning and you can do new, you can learn something new with Circus Dynamics and Metamorphosis Dance Company, uh, Make Art with MJ Robinson group with local musicians, write a song with Mark Cutler, watch um, a painting demonstration, dance around a maple, get your face painted. So there's really something for everybody um, in at that festival, all ages. And last but not least, Sunday, May 14th is Mother's Day. So don't forget about the moms. And from 10 a.m. to 6 
p.m. You can celebrate moms on the Providence waterways with a Mother's Day mimosa boat tour. Um, so explore the river, the Riverwalk, Waterplace Park, Providence Industrial Harbor, um, and more. All ages are welcome, obviously 21 plus for mimosas. And you can call 401-580-BOAT or visit ProvidenceRiverBoat.com for tickets. It's 35 for adults, 25 for kids, and it leaves at 10, 130, 245, and 4.05. So I, I think that like being a mom, that's like my ideal Mother's Day gift. So uh, I had to put that one in there. Absolutely. We love our moms. Happy, happy, happy soon to be Mother's Day. We appreciate our moms very, very much. Love that. And happy soon to be Mother's Day to you too, Jennifer. Thank Not you. that you're soon to be mother. You're already a mother, but you know what <laughs> yeah. I mean. Yeah. Soon to come the day of Mother's mm-hmm. Day. Yeah. Thank, Absolutely. Thank you. You're very welcome. Good stuff, Jennifer. Thank you very much. Appreciate you. And uh, looking forward to hearing the top five events next week. Again, don't forget, folks, check it out, riblogger.com. And uh, you'll be able to find some things in there you may not have even known were happening here in Rhode Island. Super exciting. And uh, we'll see you next week, Jen. Thank you very much. Thank you. Have a great week. You're very welcome. Great. Great show today. I would like to thank our guest, Matt Bates of Movement Mortgage, the rimortgageguy.com. Go ahead, reach out to him and he can help you source and uh, you know work with ident- um, international funds if you have it coming in uh, to purchase a mortgage or just a regular mortgage as well. He can help you out. I'd also like to thank Jennifer Jaber with riblogger.com, Melissa Delena of Delena Law, and Vicky Pizzarelli of Anglo & Volkers, East Greenwich, and uh, most importantly, you, our listeners. Thank you so much. Oh, and the station folks making this show happen, Andrew in the studio, Bill, our station manager, and everybody else behind the scenes. Thank you so much. We love you. God bless you, everybody. We'll be back here next week on the Desperado Team Real Estate Show.